Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody, on this hump day Wednesday. Curtin Anthony, Curtin Anthony, Anthony, not here, as the, as the little blurb said just beforehand. Curtin Anthony will be taking your calls. Well, it won't be Curtin Anthony today. It's Curtin <laughs> Kelly. Kelly's filling in for Anthony. Great to and, be here. Absolutely. And uh, now joining us in studio is the Republican Party State Chair for the State of Vermont, Paul Dane. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Kurt. Good morning, Kelly. Nice Good to be morning. here. Good morning. And so, Paul... Uh, we're going to talk about the presidential primary. We talk, of course, about town meeting day next week and all the local candidates and things going on all over the place. But there also, of course, is a presidential primary. We're part of Super Tuesday. That's right. Uh, next Tuesday. Um, and there's a big candidate coming into Vermont. Tell, tell us, uh, I, we've talked about it a little bit, but tell us, uh, tell us about that. Yeah. So, uh, former UN ambassador and former governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley is going to be coming to, to Vermont. Uh, she'll be here on Sunday, the third. Uh, and the event is going to be at the Double Tree, uh, which used to be the Sheridan, uh, for folks that, <laughs> like, like most Vermonters, right? Remember what the places used to be called. And, uh, and so doors will open at noon. I think she'll start speaking at one. And um, uh, you can get uh, tickets. Uh, the, uh, the campaign is asking for RSVPs. You can find that on Nikki Haley's website, NikkiHaley.com slash events. Uh, we also have a link on our BTGOP.org. Uh, uh, under the events tab, you can get uh, the RSVP link there. A couple of folks have been asking about that. So, so yeah, that will be happening uh, this Sunday, just a couple days before we vote on Super Tuesday, March 5th. That's great. Uh, I had the opportunity to see Nikki uh, over in New Hampshire, the primary mm-hmm. there, uh, uh, saw her speak. Um, are there any other folks lined up to be on the stage with her? I was mentioning on the air that when I went in New Hampshire, Governor Sununu was there for a bit. Do you have any other uh, prominent Republicans planning to join you guys on the stage that day? Uh, I believe that there will be. I'm not uh, at a position to, to announce that right now. I okay. think that you can expect announcements coming forward. I know there are a number of legislators who have endorsed uh, Nikki Haley, so I'm sure some of them will be there, but I'll let the ca- the campaign is running this event. Yeah. Um, uh, we're just, you know, making And she sure has the endorsement of Governor Scott? She does. That's right. Yeah. And she has, uh, I think, one of the news outlets reported she had the endorsement of uh, Patty McCoy, the minority leader, and at least a few other. Casey Tooth, maybe? I believe so. Uh, Ashley uh, Bartley uh, has also been uh, pretty prominent in her campaign here. Um, I, I saw one rep uh, from Nikki Haley's campaign at the State House when I was there a couple weeks ago, so I think they have a number of endorsements uh, from uh, current Republican legislators. And, uh, Paul, tell us how this works again with the presidential ballot mm-hmm. uh, in terms of uh, if you're voting early, if you go in person, you're just given the ballot. But if you are voting early, you don't, is it true you don't get a ballot mailed to you? Yeah, so there's a couple options. Now that we're getting pretty close to Tuesday, I can understand why folks might not want to request a mail ballot if they do want to vote early. Uh, and, uh, and, and we are certainly uh, participating with something Republicans nationwide have been talking about through the RNC, which is bank your vote. Uh, when I was uh, running for office, it was kind of pretty common standard practice that you wanted to encourage people that knew they were going to vote, that knew they were going to vote Republican to get their vote in early because Republicans, I think especially, and sure other people, but I know this is true of the, the Republicans I know, they put uh, family first, work second, and politics third, right? So if something comes up and you had some family incident at 5 o'clock and you were on your way to the, to the polls, you're going to go take care of your family. Or if some catastrophe happens at work, you're going to stay there, clean up the mess. And you don't want to let your vote 
rest on what kind of day you're having on Tuesday. So the way to make sure your vote gets counted is to vote early. And because uh, we're getting close with the mail, uh, what I would recommend at this point is people can vote early. Just contact your town clerk, find out what their hours of operation are. You can walk in, request a Republican ballot. You can fill it out right there and hand it right back to them. So you, you don't have to worry about your ballot getting lost in the mail or anything. You're handing it right back to the town clerk. So that's where a lot of Republicans have been, have not been generally fans of, of voting early, but you're saying, look, you got to do it if you're. Yeah, if, I, I, I think one of the reasons that. Uh, if you, that, that, if that, you want to. Yeah, yeah. If, and, and when I, uh, when I was a state rep, I had a lot of uh, my constituents worked at IBM, uh, and they worked a 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. shift. And if they worked on Tuesday, there was no way for them to be able to vote on election day. So they had to vote early if they wanted their vote to count or people travel or, or do whatever else. Right. So, All right, yeah. let's go to the phone lines. Caller, you are on the air on the morning drive with Curtin Kelly with the Republican Party chair in Vermont, Paul Dane. Thank you, and good morning. Um, I did vote early. I went into the clerk's office. It was really easy. Got it done pretty quickly. I urge people to do it as well. But and there's another reason to consider urging people to vote in this local election in addition to the presidential primary. Mm -hmm. And that is that when you elect your select board and your school board representatives, you're basically electing, in large part, um, the farm team for your town that may end up running for the legislature someday. And I think it's really important for people to keep that in mind. Because if we want to change what's happening in the legislature and change, you know, education tax and those kinds of things that are big issues now, we have to think about who we're voting for. A lot of people don't take that initiative to vote for your local candidates, but it is so important to the future of Vermont. Just want to make sure that people know that message. Thank you. Good point, Paul. Right? Absolutely, Wendy. Yeah, and that's something that is especially important uh, this year with, with all the talk about property taxes going up somewhere around 20%. A lot of that happens because of what your local school board puts out as a budget. Um, and so uh, you're voting often, not always, sometimes do it differently, but usually you're voting, uh, often you're voting for your both your school budget and sometimes members of the school board. So the local races, uh, in some sense, have a greater impact, and you have a greater impact as a voter on those local races than we might have on on the presidential race in the grand scheme of things. So uh, your caller is absolutely right. We do want to make sure that Republicans are turning out for the presidential primary, but also make sure you know what's going on in your town, uh, select board, school board, uh, and school budgets, uh, because that's directly affecting your property taxes. Now, Paul, you've talked in the past on this show about recruitment mm -hmm. and that uh, I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but that you said at one time that um, – Having Trump at the top of the ticket makes it tougher for recruitment of candidates. It's looking like Trump is going to be the nominee at this point unless something really major happens to mm -hmm. derail that. Uh, do you, so do you say, do you still say that makes it tougher for recruitment for you? I would say the conversations I've been having the last month or two, even some of the same candidates I was talking to you, uh, three and four months ago are, are just recognizing that's going to be uh, those are those are the cards on the table, uh, and it's one of the reasons I think a lot of our candidates are going to have a very local focus uh, and trying trying to run uh, primarily on local issues, not getting involved in 
a lot of national stuff or international stuff, like I heard you guys talking about the the, the ceasefire resolution. Uh, it's it's what is affecting the people that live in my community. It's property taxes. It's the fact they can't find a house that they can afford. It's concerns about public safety. And I think candidates who run on those issues and recognize we just have to get real here in Vermont, that, that we have been chasing these policies that have sort of, you know, grand uh, you know, illusions of grandeur. And the reality is people living in Vermont are having a tough time. And if we can focus on that, I think it's not going to have as big of an impact about who's at the top of the ticket. Back to the phones. Caller, you are on the morning drive with Republican Party Chair Paul Dame. Good morning, Paul. Thanks for all the hard work you're doing. Thank you. Um, I have a question about the presidential primary, mm. and I guess it's kind of related to uh, electorates. Mm. Yep. If Nikki gets 30%, Trump gets 70%, <clears throat> do all electorates get divided up? Or just, uh, talking about the delegates? You're talking about the delegates? This is a, a great question. One thing I wanted to talk about. So thank you so much for calling in. So Vermont, all of the early states, uh, have to use what's called proportional voting, meaning that you have to have some scenario where people can win parts of votes. It's not winner take all. It's not necessarily winner take all. Now the rules in Vermont are to get delegates, you have to get at least 20%. But if any candidate gets over 50%, then they do win all of the delegates. So in a two-person race, it's most likely that somebody is going to get, Vermont could become winner-take-all. The one scenario where that wouldn't happen is if we had a number of people, and I've talked to people like this, uh, who are like, I'm not a fan of Trump, I'm actually not a fan of Nikki Haley, um, but I want to participate. And if people vote for some of those third-party candidates and we end up with a scenario where Trump gets 45 and Nikki Haley gets 45, then they could split the delegate. So the only way it's, it's with a two-person race, it's probably going to be winner take all. Unless both candidates get less than fifty percent, then they're probably going to split them down the middle. And that applies to the Democratic Party as well, correct? I don't know what the rules are uh, for the Democratic primary. Paul, you should come in here knowing what the rules are for the Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rules for the Democrats are if you're not Joe Biden, you're not allowed to run. And in Florida, we're not even going to have a primary. In New Hampshire, Joe's not allowed to be on the ballot. So it totally depends on what they think. And this is one of the, the issues I have with Democrats saying, oh, you've got to save democracy. If you look at the Democratic primary, there is absolutely nothing democratic about that. Some states canceled their primary. Some states prevented uh, uh, Kennedy from getting on the ballot. Uh, it's a confusing mess over there. They are not yeah. good stewards of uh, democracy. Back to the phones. Okay. You're on the air, caller, with Paul Dane. Hey, good morning. Um, I've just been listening, and, you know, the question about people don't want to run or vote because of Donald Trump being top of the ticket. I'm, ju- I'm just saying, like, you know, buying groceries and all that stuff that's very, very expensive right now doesn't stop because you're Republican, you're Democrat, or anybody. Like, Donald Trump, we've seen what he did. We've seen how great everything is when he was at, at the White House. This government, nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, we, we can't blame Donald Trump for what's going on right now. Everything's falling apart. Okay, gotcha. And we're still supporting this guy. Uh, well, but when you say we're supporting this guy, his numbers have not been good in Vermont. Uh, they haven't in the past. We're going to find out on Tuesday, you know, what that's going to look like. I mean, well, that'll be in a primary, not a... 
Sorry. Yeah, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I was just saying back in yeah. 2016, Trump only got about 32 percent of the vote in the in the Vermont Republican primary. Now, I would assume that number is going to be higher this year because there's only two candidates. But the question is, will that get over 50? I, I don't know. We've got to hit a break and we've got a caller on hold. So just hold on and we'll be right back right after these. Kurt and Anthony want to hear from you. Become a part of the morning drive now. 888-414-0303. You're listening to News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to the morning drive, everybody. Uh, Vermont Republican Party Chair Paul Dame with us. And we'll go right back to the phone lines. Caller, you're on the air with Paul Dame. You're on the air, caller. Well, we may have to have you call back. I don't know what happened. We lost you there somewhere. We'll go to another line. Caller, you are on the air with Republican Party Chair Paul Dame. Good morning, Paul. It's really refreshing to hear you encourage mail-in voting. Does that mean that you don't buy into the National Republican and Donald Trump's belief that there's so much fraud with mail-in ballots and that's why he lost? Well, I, I, I want to correct part of that. I mean, the National Republican Party and Donald Trump himself have all endorsed the uh, the banker vote program, which is encouraging Republicans to vote early. I think there are some Republicans. Well, I, I know I have problem getting mail in my office. Things get sent to the wrong place. So anybody who's concerned about that and in Montpelier, the post office in the state capitol is still closed. So uh, I understand mail delivery issues and timing, because if in, ba- in Vermont, if the ballot doesn't show up before Election Day, it doesn't count. We don't have this after ballot stuff. So people who want to vote early should, and the best way, most secure way to do that is go into your town clerk's office and mail that out. And that's something that, again, the RNC, um, National Republicans, even Donald Trump has endorsed uh, the Republic, uh, National Republicans' Bank Your Vote program to get ballots in early. Do you think the safeguard is that it's better, though, for um, in terms of government to have people required to ask for a ballot rather than just have everybody sent a ballot? It's more expensive as, uh, on top of everything. Yeah, I, I was, uh, and I had a good debate with Jim Condos uh, back when this was getting proposed, that I think the, the program we had, the COVID program we had in the primary, which was you mail everyone a request, is a good idea. Because first of all, then you're mailing out, and if you get mail returned that's non-deliverable, you know you need to take those people off the rolls. That's number one. The second thing is, uh, when we send out ballots, we're not sending ballots to people. We send ballots to addresses, right? If you send out a request and people get a request, that, oh, yeah, I do want to vote early, they sign it, and then they send it back. We've got a record that that person requested it so i think that would be to me an improvement we could make on the general election rather than mailing out ballots i mean i i was i think i told you i got a ballot mailed to my house of someone who hasn't lived there in at least 10 years so couldn't agree more back to the phones caller you're on the air with republican party chair paul dame yes sir uh just a quick question uh i for paul i was wondering whether if he'd networked with any of the chairs from the other states about uh what might happen if uh Trump gets incapacitated at some point, either before the November election or after the November election. Is there any kind of a contingency plan or any thoughts toward a contingency plan as to what what would happen in that event? That, I'll take take it off of the air. Yeah. Um, so and by it, incapacitated, I don't know if he means jail or. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, at at the end of the day, I think that is something that would uh, get determined at the uh, Republican National Convention, where we formally uh, elect our nominee. That's going to happen, I think it's July 15th through the 
19th or something like that. So if something happened before then, uh, the delegates at that convention would be able to to address that. Uh, it's going to be very difficult because many states have requirements that their delegates vote a certain way on the first round, uh, and it, I don't think there's any way to really change that. So um, uh, that seems like an but, unlikely scenario. It's not anything people have discussed actively. That but I'm there aware must, of. and they, I guess there would have to be some process, right? Because the Demo- and again, I'm not asking you to say mm-hmm. how the Democrats work, yeah. but like the, there is talk of. If Joe Biden became whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. incapacitated or he had to withdraw, yeah. you know, heading into the convention, that they would have a totally open convention. So, I mean, let's say Donald Trump, not, but let's just say he literally mm-hmm. could not, couldn't do it. Yeah, he he became he had a stroke. Let's just say yeah. or something. Yeah, I mean, there had to be a process, right? Th- you- there is, and, and I'll say this is where I do know a little bit about the Democrats. Their process would be easier because they have this weird super delegate thing, which right. means we don't care how people vote in the primary because I'm a special Democrat. I'm a super delegate. I can vote for whoever I wanted to. That's one of the reasons that Bernie Sanders really got mistreated, uh, to use a radio-sensitive word, uh, by the Democratic Party, is because they just, they don't care what their primary voters say. That was with Hillary. Right. And in the Republican primary, uh, our delegates are bound based on the people who turn out. So when Vermont votes in the primary, the results of every Vermont voter are going to impact what our delegates are and how that happens at the at the national level. Now, to get back to the issue of what if something really weird happens if a, a vast majority of those 2,000-something delegates voted to change the rules, it's possible that something like that could be accommodated for, but that is such a difficult thing to do and requires a two-thirds majority. So we're talking about 1,500 people would have to agree that we've got to do Let's that. Let's get one more quick phone call. Call you on the air with Paul Dan, but you got to make your question concise. Uh, just wanted to mention, um, I heard you guys refer to uh, a lot of times Democrats will say, you know, we got to save democracy. I just want to remind everybody that the narrative on that is misguided. We are not a democracy. A democracy elects leaders, and then they do whatever they want. We are a republic that's tethered to a standard of laws and rules that restrain the ability of, uh, of uh, you know, of our public officers to do certain things. It limits their power. So... The narrative has been changed, like in so many ways in our in our society today, that we're, we're, we want to make sure we're we're being clear about the fact that we are not a democracy; we are a republic. Okay, the, we got We're coming up against yeah. the top of the hour, so we got to get back to Paul. Quick comment on that? Uh, I, I mean, sure, I, I, I think I have a, a slightly different distinction: is that uh, be a republic, a democrat, a democracy can do whatever the majority wants. A republic has has in built into it a respect for the rights of the individual, and, and I would agree with that. And that Paul, distinction. we are basically out of time, but just a real quick comment: Do you expect there to be? Uh, a big turnout in the Republican presidential primary. It's like New Hampshire. It's an mm-hmm. open primary where anybody can come vote on it, and there's not a lot going on in the Democratic primary, obviously. Do you think a lot of independents and Democrats will be crossing over into the Republican primary? I, I think they, I think they will. We'll definitely see independents and probably some Democrats. I know that back in the 2012 election, the vice chair of the Democratic Party voted in the uh, Republican primary. So it's not, uh, it's not something that's prohibited. Uh, um, so I think we should have a have a big turnout, and uh, we'll we'll see you at the event on Sunday. Yes, uh, Sunday, March third. Doors open at noon to see Nikki Haley at the Double Tree. At the Double Tree. All right, there is Paul Dane, the Vermont Republican Party Chair. Thanks for being on the Morning Drive, as always, Paul. Thanks for having yeah, me. Thanks, Paul. It was great.